Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. On today's episode of The Door Report, we give you a full recap and breakdown of the Ole Miss loss 54-21 on Halloween. We dive into Ken Seals' performance and some of the issues that still remain on defense in terms of press coverage versus cushion coverage. And we'll also talk about the run game, how that must be improved heading into the Mississippi State matchup. This weekend, we will be joined by Robbie Falk. He covers Mississippi State for 24-7. He also is a writer for Starkville Daily, the oldest running newspaper there in Starkville. So we'll get Robbie's perspective on Mississippi State season so far, how they've kind of spiraled out of control under Mike Leach, the pirate. So we got Vanderbilt and Mississippi State in Stark Vegas, 3.30 Eastern time kick on the SEC Network. We've got analysis of the Ole Miss loss and Robbie Falk coming right up here on the pod. Let's ride. Welcome into another episode of The Door Report, the premier Vanderbilt podcast in Music City. We are presented by Alaco Hardwood Flooring. No matter what style you're going for, you can trust your flooring job to Alaco Hardwood Flooring. Take a walk through the woods in your home every day and get your job started today by logging on to alacohardwoodflooring.com or you can email the founder, Jimmy Alaco. That's jimmyalaco at comcast.net. They are located right here in Nashville, Tennessee, so it's nice and easy for the locals. You can call 615-356-0303. That's 615-356-0303. Alaco Hardwood Flooring. Perfect floors, whatever your style. Before we get to the recap of the Ole Miss matchup and then a preview of Mississippi State and our predictions, it's now to hear a few words on the Recycling Dudes from Will Byram. You may ask, who are the Recycling Dudes? Well, they're brothers, Graydon and Chapman, and their dad, Drew Smith, who is a Metro Nashville firefighter. Living in Westmead, the Recycling Dudes recognized a need for a service that would take glass to the recycling for busy homeowners who care about our environment. They pick up your glass, separate it, and take it to be recycled. They offer monthly service as well as one-time party pickup. They have a variety of service levels to fit every budget and every need, starting as low as $10 per month. All you have to do is sign up on their website at RecyclingDudes.com. Welcome back into the Door Report, presented by Alaco Hardwood Flooring. This is episode 45. It is Thursday, correct, uh, Mr. Will Byram, November 5th. And we are back and better than ever with another episode. I'm reporting live, as always, down in Naples, Florida. I'll be heading back up to Nashville for Thanksgiving and Christmas on November 20th. So looking forward to that. Will, you're already up in Nashville. Uh, how's the weather looking? Obviously, Vanderbilt's not playing in Nashville. They'll be down in Starkville, but uh, brisk temperatures uh, per usual this time of year? Yeah, getting brisk on some days in traditional Nashville fashion. You'll have a high of about 44 on one day, and the next day the high will be 68 or 70. So we're, we're uh, in that weird <laughs> time of year right now where 
Um, you really don't know if you're going to be wearing uh, jeans and a t-shirt or jeans and a winter jacket. Yeah, I got. That's why you got to love Nashville weather. Um, it's it's not it's not as inconsistent down here, but uh, but again, that's that's kind of what you what you've grown to recognize in Nashville. But again, Vanderbilt uh, is back in action this weekend. As we touched on, they will head down to Starkville to play Mississippi State. That game is at three thirty Eastern time, two thirty Central on the SEC Network. Once again, same time slot as last week. Coming up later in the podcast, Robbie Falk. Uh, will join the pod. He covers Mississippi State on 24-7 Sports and Starkville Daily. We will uh, look ahead to that matchup with Robbie uh, a little bit later in the podcast. Before we get to a recap of Ole Miss and a little bit of the breaking news, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at door underscore report and Instagram door dot report. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our podcast is available on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And while you're at it, go give our podcast five stars and a nice review on iTunes and uh, obviously the Friday mailbag column uh, per usual. We'll uh, hopefully, um, you know, continue to get that running as well, but let's roll into it now, Will, uh, as we are a little bit crunched on time, it's time for an Ole Miss reaction. Uh, last, obviously last weekend's game was a, a little bit different than, than uh, some of the games we've seen for Vanderbilt. Uh, it was, it was different than a It seems like every, every week is, is a little bit different LSU and South Carolina, uh, were, were somewhat similar in that respect in terms of, of the final score, but 54-21, a little bit more respectable. Obviously, the defense is still giving up a hefty amount of points, uh, but this offense, I know you loved Ken Seal's performance. Uh, this is probably his best game yet, I'd say. Yeah, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same, it feels like. Um, Vanderbilt still struggled with the same things that it struggled with before. Um, there was an uptick in offensive or offensive production, kind of what we expected against mm -hmm. the Ole Miss um, defense, and it and it was reflected on the scoreboard a little bit um, with their highest point total of the year, but it was still only twenty one points. Um, mm -hmm. the, their offensive stats, as far as yardage is concerned, was much better, but but the points just didn't come. Um, getting into, we'll start out with positives this week. We'll try we'll try to try to put a little bit more po focus on the positives, and then we'll get into the negatives. There but, you go. Ken Seals is the number one positive um, that, that I'm taking out of this past week. This season has shifted from winning one, two, three games to looking at individual guys and, and their progression throughout the year. And I really, his, his performance obviously was great statistically, 31 of 40 for 319 yards and two touchdowns um, with one interception. Um, and he, Cam Johnson was really involved in that passing game. He had 14 yeah. catches for 97 yards. Um, and we'll touch on this in the negative. So the only, the only issue is his longest reception was, um, so it was a lot of the, that screen game that we talked about that they really implemented into that offense that I really, really liked. It had been missing throughout the season. Um, and it was effective and we'll, we'll have to see if that is a shift in game plan and, and they've gotten better at that, or if that is just a symptom of playing against a, a, a defense that is bad to say, to say the least. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then kind of, kind of another positive is we didn't have any missed field goals. Um, we didn't hey. attempt any, we didn't have any missed ones. Um, that the new kicker that didn't play in high school or play, I guess they picked him up off the street. I'm not really sure. Um, haven't dug into it, but he was three of three on extra points and, and didn't attempt a field goal. So that's go. kind of running through the quick three positives for me or Ken Seals performance, the screen game and getting Ken Johnson involved um, and then no missed field goals. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're exactly right, Ken. I mean, what a, what a day. He, he only had nine incompletions. Oops. 
little bit of uh, technical difficulties there. We'll continue to roll on, though. Uh, back to Ken, Will, though. Uh, obviously, 319 yards. I mean, a lot. how much is that on, on Ole Miss's defense? Probably a little bit, but I think you got to give him credit for, for stepping up in the pocket a lot of times. And, and, yes, a lot of them were screens to Cam Johnson, but he did complete some nice throws downfield. He had a touchdown to Chris Pierce. He had a nice throw to Ben Bresnahan on the sideline. Bresnahan had a night had a short step on his defender, and that, that was a nice ball. And then you also look at, at Keon Henry Brooks, 23 carries, 60, 66 yards, only a three-yard average. Um, you know, we would have liked to see his production go up a little bit, uh, maybe even in the screen game. Uh, look at his – he had five catches, 89 yards. So he did look a lot better. That screen game, we talked about that improving. That also improved. So I think if he and Henry Brooks plays a little bit better and, and on the ground and, and maybe shows a little bit more production in that area, Vander, this game is a lot closer. Um, and then obviously on defense, um, you, you saw guys guys like Deshaun Jerkins look good, Jalen Mahoney, Max Worship, D.C. Williams, all those guys, those, those four guys in the secondary led the team in tackles. So those, those are more impressive uh, steps. Obviously, with the team being 0-4, it's, it's hard to find any kind of bright spot on defense. Uh, but but if if you kind of if you try to you know force it in, I think the, the back end of the defense played a little bit better in run support. Now we're still looking forward to them improving the pass support. Like that that's that's obviously the key, and it's going to be the key again uh, against Mississippi State. But if you look at this game, will against Ole Miss, and then leading into Mississippi State, it's kind of the same type of matchup. Mississippi State is we we talked we talked about it with Robbie. They're not the best football team. They're they're not in great shape right now. Um, so these are there's another chance for Vanderbilt to to carry it over and 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 just kind of take what we saw against Ole Miss and, and you look at it okay you know we had a little bit more success in the past game now let's try to get Henry Brooks uh, involved and, and establish the, pat, the the play action because that's what will work against Mississippi State. Yeah, you hear Mike Leach um, coming to town. And you think of the air raid offense, explosive offensively, and that really hasn't happened um, with Mississippi no. State this year so you have a fellow uh, Mississippi team there as Ole Miss that you would think would be coming in with more of the same but but really Ole Miss or uh, Mississippi State has hung their hat on defense this year and that offense has really struggled outside of week one um, mm -hmm. so I think this is a better matchup for the Commodores um, and I, I'll, I'll be predicting a little bit tighter of a final score prediction than I did last week against Ole Miss um, but kind of still sticking on that Ole Miss game because there are positives, but there are definitely um, negatives <laughs> as well. Um, number one is I'm not a fan of Mason, and that's well known. But <laughs> when you think about the fact that he had over two weeks from October 10th to October 28th to prepare for this Ole Miss offense, it is a powerful offense. It is. Um, his defensive game plan was horrendous, um, and it did not work. Um, you can make excuses of players. We didn't have the guys that matched up, whatever it is. Um, regardless, uh, that, that was a very poor performance, giving up 35 first downs. Matt Corral set the school record um, for consecutive completions to start a game. I believe it was 20, um, beating out Eli Manning. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he was a pretty good, yeah, decent yeah. quarterback in the NFL and, and for Ole Miss. And Corral ended the game 31 of 34 for 412 yards and six touchdowns. He threw three incompletions. Um, and, and that's a combination of not getting any pass rush, um, but Ole Miss does do, run a lot of quick game. Um, and then our secondary not being able to cover. And, and when you watch the game, a lot of it was quick routes with our corners. I don't know if we're running cover three, it, it looks like, mm -hmm. but our corners are playing about eight to 10 yards off the ball to yeah. begin. And Ole Miss recognized that and, and yeah. exploited and attacked it. 
Yeah, and, and that's really every team. I mean, that's kind of been Mason style, the cushion approach. And and I, I mean, I know both of us don't like it. And 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 but but I think from Mason's point of view, it's like we can't press. Like we we just we can't play press coverage. So um, against a lot of these these pass happy offenses in the SEC, like Ole Miss and Mississippi State, it, they're just gonna struggle. They're they're gonna struggle no matter what in the pass game. Uh, but if they can contain the run. That 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 will uh, make this game at Mississippi State close. It is on the road, uh, but again, in a season like this, not not too much of. I don't think it has too much of an effect. Uh, but we did get breaking news uh, from from the interview with Robbie um, from Robbie Falk from Mississippi State. He said freshman quarterback Will Rogers for the Bulldogs is likely to start on Saturday versus Vandy. So Will, this creates an interesting kind of freshman quarterback matchup between. Uh, Will Rogers and Ken Seals and and I think that's what this game is going to come down to um, and we saw Ken Seals light it up against Ole Miss yes you know 21 points against 54 is not going to win you the game uh, so I think if Vanderbilt's defense can improve <laughs> a little bit this game could be close it, it's could this could be a close game and then I'm not, I'm not calling it upset I'm not saying Van Mississippi State should be on upset alert I think the Bulldogs still win this game but from this if you're just looking at this quarterback matchup and 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 if 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 you see Ken Seals outplay Will Rogers, if Vanderbilt can force some turnovers on Rogers, this game could be a little bit like the AM game. And 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 because I think Ole Miss is better than Mississippi State, at, at least at this point. Uh, so if 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 there's a lot of things that have to happen, I don't even think Vanderbilt has to play perfect to compete in this one. Um, so for you, Will, uh, against Mississippi State, what are kind of the things you're looking at for? For this this Vanderbilt team to that that has to happen, what do they have to do um, to? I'm not going to say win, but to keep this game competitive and in their favor. Yeah, this this I'll kind of touch on what they have to do um, with an example from the Mississippi State game. I had four things I wanted to touch on from the Ole Miss game, um, and and this and it would kind of lead into the Mississippi State game, but um, kind of a microcosm of my issues with the staff and, and Todd Fitch, Derek Mason, Ted Roof, all of them. Um, we're, we're still not looking down the field uh, just in the offense. There, there's not guys either getting open um, or they're just not calling routes down the field. We're not even taking shots. We had one to Chris Pierce down the field at the end of the half. And then after that, you don't really see it, um, which leads to Ken Seals having these high completion rates. Um, a lot of completions and, and short yardage. And it looks like a lot of his first reads are short passes. Mm -hmm. So it's not him hitting the check down. It, it's how the plays are drawn up. Mm -hmm. um, the, the microcosm I'm referring to is a sequence of events at the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half. Yeah. Um, we drove down the field, had that touchdown pass to Chris Pierce. Um, Ole Miss gets the ball back. They drove down the field. Vanderbilt actually stops them. There is a fumble at the end of the half that Andre Mintz recovered. And you go into the half thinking, you know, we're probably not going to win this game, but this can be a very respectable loss on the scoreboard. And we came out and and, and of course, at the end of the half, we were passing the ball a lot down the field a lot and Ken Seals hands a lot more than we had seen. Well, we, we get the ball at the beginning of the second half. Um, and <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm finding the play by play. My, my screen refreshed over here, but we begin the drive with passes and, and kind of taking the lid off of that offense, taking the training wheels off, which is going to be a key to victory against Mississippi State, is going to be taking the training wheels off of Ken Seals. It looks like right now they're trying to boost his confidence, control what he's doing, mm -hmm. and that's just not going to win you games or, or have you competitive on the scoreboard. 
Um, but beginning of that drive, run for four yards, pass to Chris Pierce for 16, pass to Chris Pierce for eight, and then we get the ball about midfield at our own 45. Um, we then run the ball on second and two for a five-yard gain. Great. Mm -hmm. um, so we are driving it. Well, then first down, run for negative one yards. Second mm -hmm. down, run for one yard. Well, now you've put conceals in a third and 10 obvious passing situation where you run a screen pass um, and then we have to punt. And then Mississippi State comes down, drives 91 yards in two and a half minutes and scores a touchdown. And then the route is officially on. So our, our in general, whether it's in the red zone um, or when we get past the 50 um, or towards the 50, it feels like they're like, okay, we've gotten here. Now we got to calm it down. First down run, second down run. Now, well, now it's third down. We can't risk letting Ken Seals get sacked, force a turnover. We just got to run a safe screenplay punt. Well, that's fine if your defense, like it has been at some points in Derek Mason's tenure, is extremely talented and can get your offense the ball back in good starting field position. But in that game, in this game against Ole Miss, it looked like they were going to be able to effortlessly score on any drive they wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Derek Mason came into this game with a game plan in my view, how things were called, that he never thought that there was even a 0.1% chance that Vanderbilt would win this game. He was playing to limit how the scoreboard looked at the end of the game, not to win the game. Um, whether it's some punting decisions, third down decisions, second down play decisions, um, he was never, ever even had an inkling of a thought that Vanderbilt could win this. And, and that was very prevalent in his, in his very conservative game plan. Yeah, and you gotta let it loose for Ken Seals. You have to. I mean, I, I don't care. I don't. Uh, yes, he just he throw a deep shot. Could, there's a chance of it getting intercepted, but at, at, there's always a chance. You know, I mean, it, defenses make plays. They make plays. So the keys, I think, heading into Mississippi State now. You know, taking them from Ole Miss. Keon Henry Brooks never really got established. We talked about it. Three yards of carry. If they can establish Henry Brooks early and often in this one, which you know. I don't think it'll be easy, but maybe some wrinkles in the in the running game, some counters, maybe some toss sweeps. However, you have to do it. If you can establish Keon Henry Brooks, you, you will you will score points in this game because Mississippi State's defense could be worse than Ole Miss. You know, we'll have to see. It's you know, it's obviously they're playing Vanderbilt, and it's going to be um, you know different than some of the other teams they play. They're coming off a, a shellacking at Alabama, so <laughs> it's another team playing angry. Uh, you know, that we've talked about so. Let's hop into it, though, Will. We got prediction time uh, as we close out this segment before we hop hop over to Robbie Falk and and, and really dive into Mississippi State. We're going to go to you first, Will. Um, uh, the pressure's on. Um, obviously, coming after Ole Miss, Vanderbilt's 0-4, looking for their first win. What do you see happening 3.30 Eastern time in Stark, Vegas, as Vanderbilt takes on Mississippi State? That is a tough prediction because – like we'd said, this is not the traditional Mississippi State or Mike Leach offense at Mississippi State that you would think mm -hmm. of where it's extremely high powered. Um, it is a more favorable matchup to Vanderbilt. They do run the air raid, but it's not been very successful. You look at uh, their last three weeks, they've scored two, 14, and zero. Um, that is against Kentucky, AM, who Vanderbilt has faced, and Alabama. Um, that is not a high powered offense, regardless of opponent. Um, Vanderbilt's secondary performing better, um, aggressive in coverage is going to have to happen. Uh, like you mentioned, it's another thing you said where we just can't press. 
Um, and, and I understand that, that they may not have the guys to be able to, to be in press coverage or, or aggressive cover two with safety help over top. But if you're going to win a game, it, it, it can't really get worse. Um, I mean, you, you had <laughs> Ole Miss have a historic passing performance. So playing more aggressive on defense, and taking the training wheels off conceals, if we see a lot more passes to the middle of the field, which we haven't seen, mm-hmm. um, some more deep shots, that is going to open up that running game for Keon Brooks. Because right now, um, our offense is very predictable, and teams have just been stacking the box and daring conceals to beat us, which he kind of has. But you have to have more performance out of those guys. So Mississippi State... Um, I still think they're going to have a, an offensive performance more reminiscent of their week one performance against LSU where they scored 34 points. Um, but I or 44 points, my, my apologies, but I'm <laughs> going to go with a 31 to 13 victory for the Mississippi mm. State Bulldogs. Respectable, respectable. So there it is from Mr. Byron, 31, 13. I'm going to go uh, yeah, you know, before you make yours, Billy, keep in mind that that does have Vanderbilt cover, by the way, because they are. Oh, a I, didn't, I didn't rec- I didn't recognize that Mississippi State 19 point <laughs> favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So so we'll uh, he's got Vanderbilt covering. So uh, Vegas advisors, we'll, we'll get to your Vegas advice. Yeah, we also uh, told everybody to hammer the under last week and that didn't work <laughs> out. So maybe don't listen to us on, on our uh, betting predictions. <laughs> Involving Vanderbilt. So (laughs) we'll roll on here. Uh, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Again, we talked about Mississippi State is a 19 point favorite. I I think I think that's pretty, pretty, um, you know, pretty respectable. I'm going to go a little bit closer, Will, because I I think Vanderbilt put up 21 points last week against Ole Miss. And and yes, they they had the ball a lot more than than they've had all season. and, And they're playing a defense like Ole Miss. But if you look at this game against Mississippi State, I think Vanderbilt will, will do a little bit better on offense, you know, and, and, and how much better, that's a question. You know, how many more points better? I think it's going to be something like 28. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 42, 28. I think this is somewhat close. I think it's in striking distance, you know, striking range for Vanderbilt uh, throughout the whole game. But I think Mississippi state scores late, just the freshman quarterback, Will Rogers is, is too much. And, you know, we don't even know a whole lot about this kid. Uh, Robbie Falk will, will tell us a little bit more, later in the pod, but I'm going to go Mississippi State 42, Vandy 28. Uh, I think Ken Seals plays a lot better. Uh, he, he improved his stat line a lot a lot last week. And, and again, establish the run. They have to establish the run if they want to compete in this one. If they want to get to 28 points, the run has to be established. And the play action, you know, we, our hometown team, the Tennessee Titans, they that's all they do. The Tennessee Titans, they roll through that. So if Vanderbilt can establish the run, get the play action rolling, I think they'll have a chance in this one. So there you have it for predictions. Uh, for yeah, Vanderbilt scores 28 um, against Mississippi State. You will see me come on here ecstatic, and I will praise the offensive performance if we score 28 points. I think you're going to become best friends with Todd Fitch at that point. Um, so, so we'll see. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a fun quarterback matchup. Uh, Ken Seals, freshman. Will Rogers, freshman, and we could see a little bit of a freshman shootout down in Stark, Vegas. Again, 3.30 Eastern time kick on the SEC Network. I like that kick, Will. Uh, the afternoon, settle in a little bit, watch Vanderbilt and see what we got. So, again, 3.30 kick, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. For Will Byram and myself, Billy Derrick, you've been listening to segment one of the Door Report. Coming right up is Robbie Falk as we dive deeper into this one. 
Robbie Falk is now our guest here on The Door Report. He covers Mississippi State's Bulldogs. He covers that beat on 24-7 Sports and the Starkville Daily. Uh, Starkville Daily, that is. That is Starkville's oldest daily print newspaper. So we are honored to have Robbie Falk here on the podcast, looking ahead to Vanderbilt and Mississippi State this weekend. Robbie, how you been? Been doing good, man. Have me on. Yes, sir. And I want to start things off. Obviously, we got an interesting game coming up uh, between a couple of teams that have really been struggling uh, as of late. Mississippi State 1-4, and four. Vanderbilt obviously winless uh, so far this season. It's been a tough year for both of these teams. But before we kind of dive into this matchup, I want to ask you what it's been like covering Mike Leach. And, and um, you know, obviously he's been known as the Pirate this year. It kind of uh, evolved into that nickname, uh, uh, coaching uh, the Bulldogs here, there, there in Starkville. So, uh, from your perspective, kind of the the coaching switch, what's it been like, and 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 what kind of a personality is Mike Leach um, kind of kind of uh, introduced into this program? It's definitely been interesting. I mean, you've gone from a guy and Joe Moorhead that was really a players coach, a guy that had uh, you know really kind of resonated well with the players, but the discipline factor was kind of missing. With him, there was a lot of discipline issues. It seemed and the guys really just didn't seem motivated on the, on a weekly basis. And now you bring in Mike Leach, who is you know a very staunch disciplinarian and a guy that has been known for uh, disciplining his teams. And we're starting to see that kind of filter out with some of these players that are coming in and out of the program. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, mentioned there was some fence riders on this team that we're going to have to either get on or get lost, and that's kind of what we're seeing. Um, lately in the last couple of weeks with some transfers. But as far as the personality uh, part of things, I mean, right now he's, he's kind of get in and get out of these press conferences. We're not really getting a whole lot out of him. Uh, you're not seeing the, the old uh, lovable Mike Leach, you know, talking about the mascots and the SEC or anything like that the last few weeks. I mean, he's really been a guy that's been about business and uh, has been, you know, frankly short with us on a few, on a few questions and, um, on other questions, we're getting a lot of coach speak. So we haven't really got the Mike Leach that we've expected to get at these press conferences. And fans aren't getting the Mike Leach that they expected either because the offense has just been absolutely putrid in the last four weeks or so. So, um, so far, we haven't gotten the Mike Leach that everyone thought they were going to get. Yeah, you talked about the putrid offense. It's, you're, you're spot on there. Only two points uh, against Kentucky, 14 against A&M, and then they got shut out 41-0. Uh, this past weekend at, at Alabama. So um, in terms of, of, of kind of the, the difference between this year's team and last year's, what are kind of the main differences you've seen and and kind of why why this has been so tough? Because for a team like Vanderbilt, you know, we weren't surprised at all that this was going to be a tough season, the way the way they're built and, 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 and kind of, you know, the, the status of this program. But for Mississippi State, uh, why, what has kind of been the crux of their issues and, and why this year has been tough for, for Mike Leach and the guys? Well, the biggest problem has been the, the air raid and not having the ability to have that spring to implement this system. I think that's been the biggest issue. They had just a few weeks of fall practice that were able to start implementing the system. And this offense really kind of predicated on reps and taking you know as many reps as you can possibly take. To, to get that continuity down between the quarterback and the wide receivers and the offensive linemen. The offensive line has been really bad, and uh, I don't think the players are bad. I, I just think that this, this system as a whole, they haven't been able to really pick this up. And, and also you have a lot of offensive linemen out there that were recruited by 
Joe Moorhead and Dan Mullen for run blocking and for the power run in the SEC. And now they're having to drop back and, and pass protect and have these wide splits that they're not not really really used to, I don't think. And it, it's caused a lot of issues for the offense as a whole. There hasn't been a whole lot of protection for the quarterback. And uh, also K.J. Costello <clears throat> a lot of times hasn't been able to get the ball out quick enough. So, um, you know, it's just been a, it's been a lot of different things. It's been quarterback play. It's been wide receivers. It's been offensive line. I think the, the bulk of the issues have has resolved around the offense, revolved around the offense, though. I don't think the defense has been a problem at all. And, and if anything, the defense has been really a, 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 you know, glaring bright spot for this team this year because there was no reason to have any hope that this defense was being good. And so far, they've been at the top half of the league. Now, they gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points to Alabama, but everybody's doing that. So um, that's not really anything I don't think you can take away from the defense. But the first four or five games, they were really, really good, and I expect them to be good for most of the, the year, too. I think Zach Arnett was a huge hire for them, and he's really paying off. Yeah, so you kind of touched on my what my next question was going to be, but but you can break down a little bit further. Um, it was going to be, so the Mike Leach offense is obviously different than what Mississippi State has seen in the past. Um, do you think this is really just a case of him getting his guys in there as opposed to guys that have come in from previous recruiting staff or, or previous staffs and, and recruiting staffs? Um, or do you think that it, it is going to struggle continuously in SEC, or, or is it uh, just one of those things that only time will tell? I think, it, you know, there's there's a little bit of both that you can take into account. I think that there's um, a possibility that it can succeed. It has succeeded everywhere else. I don't see why it shouldn't be able to succeed in the SEC. It's not like the SEC has top ten defenses, you know. No. This hasn't been a good defensive league this year. So, you know, I, th I do think athletes are better in this league on defense or are the best in this league on defense. Um I don't think the Pac-12 was was very good in comparison defensively, and I think that does have something to do with it. But, you know, I, I go back to the fact that they just didn't have a whole lot of time to, to rip this system and to get the symptom, this system implemented. I, I think that's a big part of their problem right now. And I do think Mike Leach, too, is going to have to adjust some of what he's doing. I, I don't think he's going to be able to run the same offense the way he wants to run it in this league. Coordinators are good, too good, and they can scheme against it to the point where at least that they'll keep everything in front of them, and they won't allow big plays that we saw against LSU that Mississippi State had earlier this year. So, you know, while the defenses might not be as good as they have been in the past, they're good enough to keep everything in front of in front of them and make sure that Mississippi State's only picking up six, seven yards of play instead of having, you know, ten to fifteen, twenty plus yard plays. So I, I think that's what you're going to see from Vanderbilt this week. They're going to do the same thing that, that everybody else has done. They're going to put three defensive linemen up. They're going to back everybody up, and everybody's going to swarm to the ball when the receiver catches the football, and there's going to be, you know, a five-yard gain. So if you can if you can continuously move the ball five yards down the field and pick up first downs and eventually get in the red zone and score, that's great. But if you're not doing it, then you're getting off the field quickly, which is what we saw against Alabama and some of the other teams. So – State's going to have to execute to the point where they're having to back defenses off of that stance and what they're doing defensively, or they're going to have to run the football a little more, which is something that I think Mike Leach is probably going to have to do. So going to some news that has broken kind of recently around that Mississippi State program, 
Um, running back Kylan Hill opted out for the season to prepare for the NFL draft, and he's obviously a highly touted um, NFL draft prospect at that running back position. Um, what do you think the impact of that is going to be, um, and who do you see that is going to try to fill that role um, or fill that hole uh, left by him, um, or do you think it will be not, not one specific player, more, more by committee? Well, um, he hasn't gotten a chance to really make a huge difference in this season. He had a big game against LSU. Um, he was out of the ball game after one play against Arkansas. He went down with an injury. He played the whole game against Kentucky, but there wasn't much of an impact there from him. So, you know, that, they've pretty much been playing with their freshman running backs most of the season. So I think they're comfortable with that at this point. Dequavius Marks has had a pretty good start to the year. And, you know, he's had some freshman mistakes, and there hasn't been a whole lot of explosive plays from him. But I think they've liked what they've seen from him to this point. Very athletic kid, um, has some deceptive deceptive power behind him as well. And I think that he's really going to um, provide a boost in this air raid offense. But, you know, he's their leading receiver right now. He's a guy that they're really dumping the ball off to a lot. There just hasn't been a whole lot of, room to, to move around for him in space um if, it, if he wasn't facing his own defense every week then i feel like he could really make a, a bigger defense than he's different than he's making at this point but um you know he's, he's pretty much catching the football and he's hit by two or three people when he catches it but i feel comfortable with jaquavius marks right now uh, another freshman dylan johnson has stepped in and provided some some reps as well so they're pretty much running with those two guys at running back and um, they're pretty much being utilized as receivers. They haven't gotten a whole lot of carries. We did see a few carries from Dequavius Marks against Arkansas. I mean, Alabama. And I think that's what they're going to have to do against Vanderbilt. They're going to have to start giving the running back the football a little more and, and trying to get that defense to get closer to the line of scrimmage so they can bust off some bigger plays. Because right now, defenses are daring them to run the football, and Mike Leach just really won't do it. Robbie, I got to ask you about KJ Costello, the transfer uh, from Stanford, and he absolutely lit up LSU, 44 uh, offensive points there. And and from our perspective, at least Will and I here on the podcast, we, we thought Mississippi State, when it came time to play Vanderbilt, that this was going to be a lot tougher than than we think it's going to be now, just because of you know the way the offense performed in, in in that first game. And then you look at every other game, it's like, oh, two points Kentucky, and then and then she's getting shut out against Alabama. You know, I asked you a little bit about the, why the offense has been struggling, but for KJ Costello, what have you seen from him when he has been on, and then when he's been off? Who do you kind of place the blame on there? Well, I, I think that he's—I don't think he's really built for this offense for for whatever reason. He's he's got in his mind the, the same clock that he had at Stanford, and you got to get the ball out a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. uh, even his, even with his throwing motion, I think his throwing motion just was not complete enough to really really kind of dial it up against some of these defenses. Mm -hmm. the, the, the man defense he faced against LSU, he really picked them apart, and he did show the ability to make throws and tight windows to uh, throw the ball down the field 30, 40 yards. We didn't see that in, in the next uh, four or five games. I don't know what happened, but he just kind of disappeared and, and became really ineffective in this offense. And He went out of the ball game against Alabama after, I think, five straight three and outs. He went out with a, a concussion, and there was already, you know, a push for a lot of people to get the freshman Will Rogers in there mm. and play in the last three ball games. So um, they got him in there, and he performed 
okay against Alabama. I mean, that's a tough spot for a freshman to come into mm-hmm. against Alabama, knowing that, you know, it's kind of his job at that point with uh, Costello out, possibly with a concussion. I expect Will Rogers to start on Saturday. I don't think okay. he's going to be ready to play. Uh, based on people I've talked to, we, we expect Will Rogers to start, get his first career start. And I, I think that's kind of – I think fans really want to see that. They, they want to see the freshman go ahead and get the keys and, and let's see what he can do in this offense and go ahead and get him ready because he's the quarterback of the future anyway. So Wow. It, it brought a little bit of a spark to um, the offense, I think, the last couple of weeks. He drove the team down the field 87 yards against Texas A&M for a touchdown. Uh, in a game that they had not scored offensively. So, uh, you know, he had a couple of chances to score touchdowns against Alabama, and uh, one of his touchdowns was intercepted in the end zone. He had another play down there that was uh, possibly a targeting penalty and was mm-hmm. actually probably should have been uh, putting Mississippi State inside the five. So I think we're excited about what he can do, but he is still a freshman, and we'll see what happens. Willie, we're going to have to learn more about this Will Rogers yeah. kid. Yeah, go ahead and start doing your research because that's what I expect to run out there. Yeah, that'll be the guy. This is a good matchup, honestly, to bring out a freshman quarterback against with Vanderbilt. It is. Really, really struggling. So, so good place for them to kind of insert him into the starting lineup. But before we get into the prediction, um, to close it out, what is one key X factor, whether it's a player um, or a position group or just something you're looking for on both offense and defense, one each? Mississippi State? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, offensively, they have to take care of the football. They've turned the ball over more than anybody. Um, they've had, I think, four, three or four pick sixes on the season. Mm. Um, they've had several other touchdowns taken away from them that were interceptions. So uh, they just haven't been finishing drives. They've been, they haven't take, taken care of the ball well. Taking care of the football is, is first and foremost in this ball game. I think they can push the ball down the field against Vanderbilt, which, I mean, is just crazy to think about in the past. I mean, uh, no offense to Vanderbilt, but this is a game that you go into if you're Mississippi State or, or most teams in the SEC and you feel pretty good about. But I, I predicted this game to be closer than even the line says this week. So I don't think Mississippi State's very good. I, I don't think they're good on offense. And uh, I, I don't know right now. I, I couldn't predict Mississippi State to be 19 point favorites in this because they've scored 30 points total in the last four ball games. So it's hard to predict Mississippi State to do a whole lot offensively against anybody at this point. But uh, taking care of the football is going to be big for them. Uh, I do think they can move the football against Vanderbilt, but just take care of the football and don't give Vanderbilt easy opportunities or reason to believe that they're going to come in here and get a win. Mississippi State is hosting this ball game, and your 19-point favorites, you should come out and, and play that way. So taking care of the football is going to be a big deal. And um, defensively, I think pressure is, is obviously going to be big, and I, I feel like Zach Arnett's going to bring a lot of it. Uh, pressure creating create, on the opposite end of the spectrum, creating turnovers. I think Mississippi State um, – has a, has a pretty good shot to win this game if they're, if they're turning the ball over defensively. 
Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm really excited about this matchup. Obviously, you know, the home atmosphere probably favors Mississippi State. But right now, Robbie, it's time to get your prediction. Um, you told you, you kind of give us gave us a little sneak peek right there. But um, obviously, with Rogers starting and then there's a couple of freshmen going at it, so it's, it could be a fun, you know, potential shootout in a shootout. You know, if, if that's what you're projecting, uh, what's your pick? Who's your pick to win? And and what kind of a game we might see on Saturday? Yeah, like I said, you know this very well could be a blowout, but I just don't see it based on what I've seen from Mississippi State's offense. I picked uh, State to win 24-10. to 10. Uh, okay. I think they board um, offensively. And I, I think their defense is good good enough to, to hold Vanderbilt down to that um, to, to that number. So 24-10 to 10 sounds right for me. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. I, I don't know what to expect from this from this team moving forward, I, I I just don't think that they're very good offensively. I don't think either either of these teams are very good. So it, it could be a fun game or it could be a terrible game. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I do think State is going to win this game and get back on track. I don't know how many more games they can win the rest of the year. Though. Well, there it is from Robbie Falk. It's uh, it's been a fun fun conversation, Robbie. We're looking forward to the coverage. Um, you, you will not be there, correct? Or you will. Okay. Yeah. This is a home yeah. game, home game now. So yeah, Robbie will be, there. he will be in attendance and we're looking forward to this matchup. Mississippi state Vandy three thirty. very jealous of you, by the way, <laughs> being able to be in the stadium because we are not allowed in yet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been interesting, but um, I, I appreciate Mississippi state for allowing us to um, get in there. Pretty much all of us are uh, able to get in there because the press box is open press box. And yeah. It's pretty big. So it's been, it's been uh, really good for them to get us in there and allow us to continue to work. But um, haven't been to a road game yet just because we have a couple of guys that have gone to those. And I'm usually tied up with high school football on Friday night, so I'll let them take care of that. But we, um, we've been able to cover those road games too. So it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a good year so far, even if the state's been struggling at this point. Yeah, and the fact that you know we've been able to even see games has been really has been awesome too. So no matter whether or not fans are in the stands at Vandy or not, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll get a get different atmosphere here, Will, uh, at Mississippi State. Robbie, uh, thanks again, man, and good luck with your coverage and have fun and have a good college football Saturday. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Robbie. Thanks, Robbie. Have a good one.